97.5 and 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good Saturday morning. It is Utah Carson's presented by Mark Miller Subaru. And we are live and alive today on location for the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good event. I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller, my co-host twice this week. Twice this week. Isn't that special? You, he was nice enough to uh, fill in with, uh, with me on the big show. Was that Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. That was, yeah. Because you had just yeah, come Monday. back just from came your back. Just came back from Bandon. Golf excursions. I'm still waiting for my contract offer, but it has, it has not shown up in my inbox. Hey, you and me both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, I think uh, I could replace Gordy. <laughs> Gordy Chesa or Gordon Munson? Gordon Munson. <laughs> Gordon Munson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no one replaces Chesa. Uh, you can't replace Gordy Chesa. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was, fun. it was fun to fill in on the big show with you. And we're here at the Southtown location today. For, like I mentioned, the Do Good, Feel Good event. And 13th annual, though, it feels like it's the 100th annual. It feels like this right? is... Right, 13th annual. We missed it last year, unfortunately, with COVID. We That's had, right. We postponed. So, we, so it's the 13th annual minus one year something. So what, so is that 2007? Is yeah. When we first started? Pretty cool. That is, that's really, really cool. And the thing about it is if this is what the Subaru brand, yes, is about. But really, this is what your brand, Mark Miller, is all about is giving back to the community and i love the commercial you have that runs during jazz games on the tv where you and your dad are talking and you say you have a responsibility to give back to your community to take care of your planet and that's what the do good feel good is really and i I believe in that for anybody that if you have the means and if you are in a position where you can i think that everyone needs to try and give back to help people get to where you are I think that's a big thing with that. And when we first started this thing about well, like 2007, it was, it was the idea, how do we do that? And it's like, oh, let's, let's put together an event. We'll make it all about charities. The first event we did was pretty funny. We actually, we didn't pick charities. What we did, and this was a disaster, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided do to do, tell. We decided it would be a great idea to uh, just say, you come in, buy a car. We will donate, I think, I don't remember the number, it was 50 bucks, something like that, to any 501c3 you want. Oh, my word. <laughs> At this point, in 2007, we didn't have Southtown. It was just Midtown. We were probably selling 50 or 60 new and 30, 40 used a month maybe. So maybe 100 cars a month. But Any those, 501? <laughs> any 501c3. We got some weird charities. I'm man. sure. <laughs> we got I'll, some weird charities. And then we got to the point after the first year like <laughs> – we probably shouldn't do this because we're putting our name on some of these checks and some of these weird charities. Like, we're gonna we're gonna downsize it a little bit next year and pick the charities for people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the LARPing community in Pocatello, Idaho, was oh, man. It, for the check because yeah. we couldn't do any. Because when we said it, by the time we were in the deal, we couldn't do any vetting. So like, we yeah. just told them, okay, we're gonna give. So we wrote some checks to some weird places. <laughs> so then the next year, the and next year, henceforth, like, henceforth we picked, <laughs> we narrowed it down to a few charities here and there. Now we, so now we pick our seven love promise partners. So well, there are partners that we support throughout the year, and it culminates with this big event. And, and, we'll, we'll and pick, so it's just it's for the month of May. For the month of May, every car sold, new uh, used, both locations, seventy five dollars donated from Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, for every new or used car sold both locations to a Love Promise charity partner of the customer's choosing. So the customer looks at the uh, seven charities you have here and says, you know, 
I really identify with this charity. Let's put uh-huh. that 75 in here. And I see the boxes here. Yep, see so how the boxes in front of you? And so then they fill out a little card, and they put it in the card of the charity they choose. And then we'll total them all up at the end of the month and write big checks. That would be so – that would be – like, it's fun. It's always fun to, to get a new car or used car from you guys, it's, and I really stand by that. But getting a new car in your life should be a fun event, and you guys make it really, really fun – uh, and a happy moment. But then to stand here and look at these charities with your name on a piece of paper and, and go, I'm going to give $75 of Mark Miller's money to this charity. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the, the ultimate. That's, That's fun. And then, so we'll, then we'll have our big event in June where we'll give away a brand new 2021 Impreza, a three-year lease on it. And we're adding a new caveat to it this year where we're going to do a $1,500 MM design credit so they can accessorize it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So MM design is our... We've really been trying to push our new MM design and bring that back. We're doing a lot of lift kits and a lot of lifted cars and stuff these days. And so $1,500. Cool. $1,500 to give you some money towards if you want to do tent or some ski racks or bike racks or hitches, things like that. And we'll run it. So everyone that, is, that uh, buys a new or used? No. So the way it works is so go to markmillersubaru.com for the details. And there's lots of ways you can earn a key. And so we're doing it with another radio station. And that radio station, will, they'll give away keys on their website throughout the whole time. And then we'll do riddles on our social media. So get on our Instagram accounts, get on our Facebook accounts, and we'll do we do riddles from time to time throughout the month where you're going to find golden keys throughout the valley. You did that last time, yeah. I believe. So it was like, a lot yeah, of fun. It's a lot of fun, and these good, I mean, you get people heavily involved in these things and searching them out. And so keep an eye out for that. But the ones who get the golden key are automatically in the final group of fifteen. Cool. Awesome. And then the rest of them are get into the final group of, I think it's 95 or 105 or something like that, that we're going to narrow down at the event. But if you get the riddle keys, those are the golden keys. So those get you. <laughs> it's like Charlie. It's like the Wonka, Willy Wonka and the yeah. cho- chocolate factory, right? I've got a golden ticket. Yes, <laughs> that whole thing. But this is a golden key. No. We don't have any little people. <laughs> uh, 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 let's see. And by, I love this part of the of the event. Because not everybody is in the market currently for a car. Nope. And you guys stand by the idea of do what's best for your family. Don't just come out and buy a car if it's really? not right for you. So, if, But if you do still want to participate uh, in the, uh, love prom- with a Love Promise charity, you can go to Facebook and vote for one of the seven uh, charities that you've got there. And the partner with the most votes will win $1,500, second will win 1000 and third will win $500. So go to the Mark Miller Subaru Facebook page, look at the charities, and pick one you like and vote for it. Yeah, and the other thing we do that too is if you go and you do do that vote, we are going to pick a random winner from everyone who does vote, and we're doing prizes each week. So oh, I, cool. I think we did a $50 Maverick gift card, ticket to Hale Center Theater. We got some Megaplex gift baskets, things like that. My brother's currently in the production of Les Mis at Hale Center. Cool. And it's, it is really, really it's that, cool. It's that Austin Horton, it's that Horton family acting gene. Right, but he's the best of all of is us. Is he better than all of us? I mean, he's at Hale Center. They, yeah. don't, they don't let schlubs like me go in there. <laughs> I'm local community theater guy. He's Sunday, we'll work your way up to that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I see, <laughs> I'll, I'll do respect. It would be, it'd be cool, but I, they are a top above everybody, a notch above everybody, and so you get a chance to go see that or another uh, option that they have there. And they're fully – did you see what Hell Center Theater's doing? Are they full? They, they're, f- they're full, and they say masks are welcome but not required. They're just, going, they're just going for it. They're letting go of it all. 
So Thanks. I don't know where you stand on that out there listening, I but yeah, I don't know on that one. You can. Uh, I went to the dress rehearsal and it was full, and I masked up, and they were really strict. This was a month and a half ago. They were very strict about you do not take that mask off for any reason. Wow. Now they're like, eh. I was at the Bees game last night. It was more spread than the Jazz games. The Bees are doing it really, uh, I mean, really there nicely. No, there was no one within two rows of me either direction. Yeah, you buy two, four, and six. Yeah, four, we're six, six, we're in a pot of four. And yeah. We're right by the first base dugout. And it was great. It still sounded – I listened to the first game on Thursday – I didn't listen last night. I was hosting the jazz uh, broadcast. Yeah, the, but the fans were loud. I mean, it was Thursday was a rocking crowd. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Although so rainy and cold, but besides that. It's, it's very cool. Uh, we, minor league baseball, they just play through anything, right? It takes some serious rain <laughs> for them to shut down a baseball game in the minors. Yeah, lightning will get it done. Uh, like there was a point it was coming down, and they're like, nope, keep pitching. Keep going. <laughs> keep pitching. We've got to get six of these games in by Tuesday. Yeah, so <laughs> – uh, but you can go out in the community and see stuff like that. It's very cool. But the Do Good, Feel Good event, the 13th annual. And tell us about uh, some of the charities you guys are partnered with, Jeff. So our seven charities this year, we have Summit Land Conservancy, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, Steep Street Dog Crew of Utah. So that's a new one that we've partnered with for our pets thing. And what they do is they provide food for homeless dogs. Oh, and cool. They provide food to homeless dogs on the street. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, Fit to Recover, which was one of our partners last year, Discovery Gateway downtown, Malinois, longtime partner of ours. And then our newest pillar this year is Subaru Loves Diversity, uh, and that's going to be Westminster College's Office of Diversity. Okay. And the, the idea is just to try and help them educate, educate companies and businesses better on how to be a more diverse culture. So oh, that's they've great. Done, they've done some culture stuff with us. They've done some implicit bias training with our managers, things like that. So we're really working on trying to – expand what we do so of those of those six of the or five of the uh pillars are subaru's pillars and then we've added on two of our own for local which is the veterans pillar and the diversity pillar very cool uh i, I love it and yeah last time i was out here we we spoke with rachel i think from fit to recover and it was fascinating to to hear about that and looking forward to learning about summit land conservancy i don't know anything about that place so yeah, looking forward to that absolutely hey let's dive into some some car news and as always you can call us 855-340-ZONE 855-340-ZONE you can be part of the show uh ask a question tell a story make a comment just be part of the show and uh we'd love to have you on board you can come down and see us put on your mask come in the store hang out watch the show live for a minute grab some jazz gear I have never seen these T-shirts, these white Five for the Fight T-shirts. They're new to me. And yeah, those are cool. It says 5-4, and then there's a, a blank where you write in the name of someone that you're going to donate $5 in, in honor of for the Five for the Fight idea. So come down and see us. We're at the Southtown location in the Autumn Mall, 10920? 10920 South State Street. Perfect. All right, uh, Elon Musk is hosting SNL tonight. What do you think? I have not personally sat down and watched an episode of Saturday Night Live from start to finish since high school, and then it was an accident when it would happen. <laughs> I was I was never I was never real. The SNL generation was kind of, was kind of between me. Like it was really big in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties. It was semi big when I was around, but I saw, I would see the clips here and there. Now I mostly catch SNL. On Twitter, on YouTube, the the little clips that they post. I think I might need to sit down and watch this monologue tonight, though, because Elon Musk is 
as crazy as I think he is, I think he's an absolute lunatic. He's brilliant, and he's going to make the cryptocurrency stock. It's the crypto stuff. Do you see what <laughs> do- so Dogecoin in the last week is up 100%. It's unbelievable. And leading into his entry. So if he doesn't say anything about it, does it drop? Well, that's so I think that's that's an interesting because I think right? he's it's been hyped up to it. And so now that matters what happens there. Do, does someone tell him you can't mention this? Right. And does then, NBC get a hold of him and say no? Saturday night, Dogecoin drops 40 percent. Yeah. So that's the dangerous of cryptocurrency is it's so volatile. <laughs> like right. Little stupid stuff could make it go nuts. And it's and yet it's still so enticing. I have resisted getting into the game just because I know my nature. I know my personality and. It would drive me absolutely crazy to to get into that kind of thing. I would be, I would be a zombie on my phone, just checking it every two seconds. But to, is it to the point where Elon Musk is so uh, is such a lightning rod that even if he gets up there tonight and doesn't mention it, I could still see it going up. I think it's already though. It's like most things in the market. Yeah. So whether, most of this time market stuff is when there's rumors of things happening and things are expected to happen. Like when, like the presidential election, for example, like that, like the day of it doesn't affect anything because right. if it's already a foregone collusion, it's already done, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Good so, point. So I think that's already priced into it. We we may be there already. Yeah. yeah. But the question is, if something counter happens, whether you see an opposite addition, opposite number drop. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's something to watch for today. Elon Musk hosting SNL. It'll be interesting to see how much they. Go into the ton of the Tesla stuff and that. the Tesla fires and the mm-hmm. issues with Tesla. If they're willing to take some shots at him, go. I, I, I wonder. I I wonder. Tesla's had some issues lately. Oh yeah. Uh, in fact, they just had to more or less pull the plug on their promise to have self full full self driving cars by the end of the year. I thought they already had autopilot. <laughs> they were talking about autopilot for years. They have awesome. autopilot. They, they haven't. Had, they don't have self-driving cars. They have autopilot. That, I know that's what that's, that means to me. I don't know about you. That's what that. Uh, <laughs> in fact, that's what it means to Webster. <laughs> but uh, the do, does the guy or gal that hosts SNL are they involved in the writing throughout the week, or do they just show up on Saturday? I don't no, know. No, they're, they're there all week. That. They're there. Yeah, okay, they're there rehearsing. So he's been week. in on these discussions about what the skits are going to be and. Yeah, but, everyone, but, but it's Saturday Night Live. Every once in a while, there's crazy surprises where, like, one of the cast members will go rogue and do say something. If they don't, it will be a massive disappointment. Oh, for sure. There's got to be something. They got to roast him. Uh, the, there are the a lot of people least. really mad about it. What's that? There are a lot of people really mad about him hosting. I mean, just like anybody else. So everyone's got some sort of controversy in there. Yeah. Except for Tom Hanks. No, I yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tom Hanks hosts it. Like, everyone's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool Tom Hanks hosting it. Uh, they have to, at bare minimum, make fun of the Cybertruck thing when he said, oh, this oh, with the window rock. won't shatter. Yeah, they got to do the rock. <laughs> <laughs> they got to throw the rock at the car, right? Yeah. So watch for that tonight. <laughs> His face when that happened was so priceless. <laughs> was like, it looked like an SNL sketch. And, then there's, and there was some guy behind the backstage like, I'm getting fired. <laughs> yep, I'm gone. <laughs> that, that was fun, guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, Jeff, I want to talk to you about, in fact, I reached out to John Gleason of UDOT to see if he'd join us on the show. Oh, nice. Uh, he had already planned a few radio shows this week, and so he said he'll get, he'll get back to us here in the coming weeks. Uh, but he asked us to uh, have a list of, submit a list of things that we want to talk about. Okay. And one of those things is so maybe, in fact, we should have callers. Yeah, what, calls, what would you want to say to them? Uh, yeah, call in. What, what questions or comments would you have for 
UDOT, uh, 855-340-ZONE. But one of the, the biggest things that comes up all the time is the road, the lane markings, uh, how the reflective paint is not so reflective, how is not no, so reliable. No reflective paint. Yeah, that, that idea, yeah. Uh, and the, the rote, or I don't know, the typical go-to response is, well, the climate in Utah changes too much. And it's the salt and the scrapes it off the wall. The what if that's the in answer? The, in you the think spring. that's the answer? Uh, I think that's what but you're going mean, to still get. If it rains on the freeway, you can't see anything. Especially during construction. This going into the autonomous car conversation. Like, yes. How's that going to work? Right. Because <laughs> the, the cars rely, those r- robots rely on the markings of the lane to keep uh-huh. you where you're supposed to be. So my my Subaru has the lane keep assist, and if it doesn't see the lanes, it says you're on your own, fella. Yep. Just turn off. <laughs> yeah, it, but it at least tells you. It's yeah. like, hey, you you gotta actually rather just running you into a barrier. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, I because I'm sometimes guilty of being a one hand driver, yep. where I've just got one hand on the wheel, and it'll beep at me and be like, uh, naughty naughty, get Sorry, your hand on get the your wheel. hands back on the wheel. Yep. Uh, so, in fact, at KSL this week, uh, they, they had an investigation uh, with Matt Gephardt, who I love, Matt Gephardt. He, he does a really good job. They went into this idea of the, the problems on the lanes in the freeway and how, how many accidents there have been uh, in different, uh, different parts of the, of, of the roads here. Up in northern Davis County on uh, Highway 89 right now, they're doing this four- or five-year expansion, uh, and... The lanes change almost daily up there, and you can't realistically expect them to every day go paint new lanes. lanes. Totally. And so it is kind of, I don't want to say it is Thunderdome, but it reminds me of Thunderdome. <laughs> it's like pick your lane and stay in it. Just it, figure it out. You'll, you'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, but KSL TV took all these questions to Robert Miles, the director of traffic and safety for UDOT, he said, for the most part, UDOT uses the same lane striping technology that is used in all other states. All lane paint in Utah is laced with what small is glass. The, what's that? For the most part. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all lane paint in Utah is laced with small glass beads that reflect a driver's headlights. Okay. doesn't work. I don't know. Why would just... I, get I, feel that like, if you, I feel like we're in 2021. There's got to be some technology out there that can do better for this. Right? Other than smashing up a bunch of Coke bottles and putting it <laughs> in the paint? <laughs> right. Good grief. Uh, he said the technology is imperfect and is a and little match for constant abuse from cars, snow plows, and road salt. See, now you're going to get the guy from the Department of Transportation to come put us in our place, aren't you? Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, so then they bring up, well, what about in other states we see those raised bump lanes? You know, you can't, But those are going to get knocked out by the plows. The right? snow plow will yeah. take those right well, out. You see them in some places like the new, uh, they just rebuilt Highland right in front of my house in Holiday. Okay. And those are, they all have the raised things. The raised reflectors. Well, how are they doing that? Maybe they're the just, plow just doesn't go there. Maybe anymore. they really dug them down deep. <laughs> well, and here's what I would like to ask John: the possibility of could we not carve lane markings in the road Ooh. where there? So it's a depression, and then fill that with reflective goo of some kind. Sounds expensive. Oh, get out of here! Expensive. <laughs> when is anything not expensive? We're you to the do point, it right, you got to spend the money. We're to the point where they're gonna, they're, even if they're doing it wrong, it's gonna be expensive for you. There's the man. There's Josh. 
<laughs> Love that guy. He's we are we're neighbors. Did you know Josh oh, and I, I are neighbors? That. Yeah. There you go. It's to his dismay. Because yeah. now if I have a private, hey, come on over. I'll come fix your get car you, for you. Make you a steak and <laughs> come set me up. But back to this thing. So that was one idea I thought of is could the, and that would take a long time. I get it to carve each and every little line down into the road. But then if you if you make a depression and then fill that with like shoe goo that's reflective, I can't, that will last. I, I can't imagine why you don't have a job with the Utah <laughs> Department of Transportation, Austin. <laughs> These ideas are brilliant. <laughs> this is just as this is if not better, just as good as glass particles in the in the paint. I think, but yeah, that. <laughs> so okay, well, what are your ideas, Jeff Miller? I just think that there's got to be a better paint. <laughs> Right, they've got they've got to figure out ways to do paint that's going to stay on the roads. Obviously, there's tons of cars driving on it, but I don't know. There's got to be better states that are doing this better. How about this? You don't get to change lanes. Every how, how there's, posts. there's 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 <laughs> concrete dividers on each side of every lane. Yeah, have you been on the <laughs> on I-15 going northbound now from Sandy? Oh yeah, that's awesome. You, you like think it? it's awesome? I like it. See, I, I I think I would if I was familiar with it. I, I think don't if go you get, there very if you often. get off on I two fifteen every day, you you think it's awesome for sure. Because what happens is you get on instead of at ninety south instead of having to stay on the regular freeway. If you're going to get on two fifteen way before forty blocks before, you get on this little feeder road, and you're already you yeah. don't have to worry about getting yeah, all no the way more, over. Because the way it used to be, that two fifteen merge was brutal. Yeah, like at six o'clock it was brutal. It was three lanes over. And that's what all the slowdown was. Now there's no slowdown. Yeah, they still don't have full traffic. Wait until we get full, if we get full COVID traffic back. I think they say it's up to about 80% now. Oh, are we all the way up to that? I think it's up to wow. 80% traffic now. If you drive home, like driving home 5, 6 o'clock going on I-15, it's packed. I uh, Luckily, with my shift, I don't I don't leave till 7 uh, at night, and everyone's home by then. So yeah. I have pretty, and, and I don't come till early afternoon, so it's a pretty good commute for me. But I think you're starting, you're starting to get people back on the roads. The demand for cars right now is just insane. Well, let's talk about that for a moment because I know a guy who has been, he will not buy used. I've tried to convince him to come down and, and lease with you guys, and hes it's been beaten to his head that lease is a, is a, is a four-letter word, even though it's five. And so he, but he will only buy used vehicles, and he, for the last two months, maybe almost three, they've been a one-car family because they cannot find something that A, matches their budget, B, their needs, and, and uh, C, won't put them, uh, you know, into a bad situation just for having a car. Like, just for the sake of having another car. And I'm looking around, and he's got a point. The used car market is insane. The used car market right now is as strange as it has ever been. Will, I, will it come back? It. Yeah, well, for sure. Okay. It comes back with new car inventory coming back. Right? Gotcha. What happens is, is that in the, in the world of cars, is if the new car market fall, is crazy and there's no new cars out there, then there's no, then the demand for used cars goes crazy, right? Yeah. And there's less trade-ins because there's less new cars to sell. Right. Right? So the idea is that there's so little inventory out there in both the new and used car world, prices just go up. Yeah. New car, and, new, and new car prices don't go up like used car prices because you have MSRP, and there's not this number where all of a sudden MSRP. I'm telling you, there's some dealerships out there, even in the Salt Lake Valley right now, that are putting addendums on all their new cars. Meaning what? So an addendum on a new car means that they're charging over sticker oh, for standard cars. Wow. For like Accords. Just because they can. Because, I mean, well, it, you look at it and say, okay, if I've got 30 cars on the ground, I'm not getting any more. 
I got to pay my salespeople. I got to pay my bills. I got to raise prices. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. We have a policy in our organization that we never, we'll never charge over sticker price for a car. That's just what's one of our deals. It's always been there since my dad before me that we don't, we don't charge above sticker for cars. Even when we get those super rare, when we got the S209 yeah. STI, what we did on that car is rather than charge over sticker, what we did is we required the customer to make a donation to charity. Oh, cool. So we made so they we required a $5,000 donation to charity by the customer buying the car. Oh, that's awesome. And they did it. Do you remember what the charity was? They, they had to pick one of our... One of your partners. partners. Okay, cool. And yeah, but they made a $5,000 donation to charity. But right now, you're, so the used car market is, uh, dare I say, hard to find one that will match your, your needs. Maybe overpriced, it's but the crazy. new cars, so let me give you an example. Here's a great on. example of this. So we had a car come in a couple weeks ago, and it was like a 10 or 15-year-old Tacoma with 130,000, 40,000 miles, and literally had a cracked axle. Oh, I mean, wow. it was, it was, we would not sell it. So we took the car to auction. We, we disclose, you, you have to disclose it. We disclose red, red light, as they call it, a red light, and crack rear axle, fully disclosed on the car. And this car went for like a grand over retail book. With a cracked <laughs> axle and yeah. 130,000 miles? And we're looking at it like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Now I worry about what whoever bought it is going to do with it and not disclose. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's and that's the scary part about it is that not that's people are not paying. That, that's your problem. You did the right thing. Like we're we're really not buying any cars at auction these days because they're just so priced so mm. high, and we're giving more money for trades than we ever have. So what is there, your? There are some trade-ins that people we appraised cars last year, mm-hmm. and they've come in to appraise it again this year, and it's worth more. That would make sense. Yeah, as, as literally, it's like we appraised this car a, a, a year ago. Oh, it's worth fifteen hundred dollars more now. A year older. A year later, <laughs> with more miles, it's worth more money. That's unbelievable. That's right? what a and pandemic I mean, will do to them. We're yeah. going to run into some issues on. I'm, I mean, really, I think for the way the market goes for everybody, that if you're in the market to buy a new car, I would be in it now. Come June, is going to be pretty rough. You're not going to be able to find cars. Huh. Pretty much any brand. I mean, pretty right. I mean, give us perspective. We usually run about a sixty-day supply of cars. We're at 14. <laughs> what is, is that a fourth, essentially? Yeah, yeah. So 15 would be a fourth, yeah. Yeah, so like, oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. Actually, look at that. It changed. We must have sold some cars yesterday. We're at 11 and 12. Oh, boy. Our Toyota store is at 14. So if you are in the market for new, come down now. Yeah, and so what we're doing with a lot is is we're selling. Obviously, the cars we have a lot we're selling. We're doing a lot of sold orders. A lot of let's let's pick the car you want. You're probably a month or two out to get it. Let's do that. We'll let you know when it's here. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, and we're trying to maintain our pricing as much as we possibly can. But it's, it's a great time to buy a new car because used cars are so expensive. Well, is it also a great time uh, to maybe think about turning your lease in a few months early? Yes, especially if you've got a lease ending in June or July. Yeah, gonna, I'm not talking way early. but Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a little rough trying to find cars in June or July, so you make sure you're planning ahead. Well, most of the manufacturers will, if you call it th- with the inventory shortages we have right now, will extend those leases. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you are worried about that and you have a lease, make sure you call your manufacturer, call the bank, and say, "Hey, I want I want to turn this in and get a new car, but inventory is so light right now, I can't find what I want. Let me have three or six more months on my lease." They'll probably do and it. Most of them will yeah. do it. And what the basically they just usually just give it's just the same payment. You just keep paying it, and your residual goes down accordingly. Yeah. Because I I remember uh, we switched. We turned our lease in uh, just about two months early. Uh, you guys had reached out uh, through email and said, "Hey, we we need your 
we need your car for a used car. We're we're low on used cars, so totally. come in and get what you want now. And I'm so grateful we did because uh, the demand has only gone up and the supply has – it's improving, but it's mm-hmm. not f- improving fast enough for the demand. Yeah, so. and our, our used car manager has done a great job. We actually have a great selection of used cars right now. You know who I'd not want to be? I would not want to be a used car manager right now. Used car manager right now. <laughs> that's, that's a tough job. Neil this is their Olympics. And I'm going to give a shout-out to him. I, I embarrassed him plenty yesterday. But uh, Neil, I don't know if he – I think he's on late today. But Neil Christofferson, who's our used car manager at our Southtown store, celebrated on Thursday his 40th anniversary with us. With this company. With this wow. company. Started He's been there since the 1981. Day. I was nine months old when he started. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so he worked at our Pontiac store for years. And then when Pontiac went away, we moved him to the Subaru world. And, and he stayed with you. Ever since. I think we got maybe another... Nine months or so within ten I was months. Say, he's, he's getting. He, he told me well, there's no way you're ever going to see a 45th, and you probably won't see a 41st. So <laughs> Neil's ready. Yeah, I think Neil's ready to go. And happy 40th. Yeah, Neil, Neil is incredible, and he's done such a great job for all of our stores. That I to give him a shout out and thank you. That that's really cool. Congrats, Neil. Uh, that actually did just make me almost throw up a little because that means I'm four years away from being 40. <laughs> Four, but 40. We actually have it. And we have a 25th anniversary next week in our Midtown store. One That's of our cool. painters in our collision center. Wow. And then we have another 40th anniversary at our Midtown store in September. Wow. Uh, the, the painter in the collision center you guys, that's that's one you can hang your hat on because that's a high turnover position yeah, those in are the, the industry in general. Generally, they generally move around a lot, and we've kept him for a long time. And I think he's and he's not. The crazy thing is, he, it's his twenty fifth anniversary. He's not that old. I think he's only forty five. Oh wow! So he's been with you since he was young. I think we're his like his first job, and he's just loved it and stayed. Yeah, I think we trained him as a painter and moved on. Like his name's Jeff Brooks, and I don't I don't know. He's been with us a long time. So cool. So yeah. cool. Hey, it's Utah Carsons. We're live today at the Southtown store of Mark Miller Subaru 10920 South State here in the Auto Mall. You know where it's at. Uh, you can come down and uh, buy, look, uh, new or used, any car that's sold at either location in the month of May. $75 will be donated to a charity of your choosing from the seven uh, charity partners here for the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good event. He's Jeff Miller. I'm Austin Horton. Come down and get some jazz gear as well. Coming up on the other side, we'll get back into the car world, some news. Later, we'll hear from uh, Lauren Judkins of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah. That'll be fun to talk with her, and uh, we'll go from there. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. We'll be right back. We're back, live and alive, and Mark Miller Subaru Southtown today, 10920 South State. We're here for the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good event. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, that's an amazing name. Yeah, we it's been that way for 13 years. Do Good, Feel Do Good. Good, Feel Good. That's that's. Uh, I don't remember who came up with that. Well, it's brilliant. It was me. <laughs> I don't know if it was me. <laughs> it was Adrian Lizer. Hey, Adrian. Adrian's here today. Adrian. Uh, uh, by the way, no coincidence in my book that the first year Adrian Lizer is on the coaching staff at Weber State they women's volleyball, the they w- make it to the NCAA's. I think no it's coincidence. Completely connected. It's. I, I, I think I, he's the f- missing piece. All due respect to the players and other coaches up there. Without Adrian, they're nothing. So <laughs> he'll be back next year, I believe. 
So uh, excellent, <laughs> excellent news for Adrian. Uh, let's talk uh, more, though, for a moment about the Do Good, Feel Good event uh, because you've got Big Brothers of Big Sister, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Utah. You've got uh, the Malinois Foundation, Discovery Gateway Children's Museum, Fit to Recover. But you mentioned this one uh, in the first segment, and I don't know anything about. What do you know? What can you tell me about Summit Land Conservancy? We save land is their motto. So I assume that this is, you know. So their goal is to uh, saving open spaces. So they're like, for example, big thing in Wasatch County, Summit County idea of all these developers coming in and trying to build up all these housing developments and things like that. Yeah. They're trying to keep that from happening. Okay. So trying to get local governments, to help local governments, fundraise, things like that to buy land and to conserve land and, and create open space land for people to enjoy rather than having things built on it. It's true. I, I know someone who their family has owned a sod farm for 50 plus years. And it just got to the point this last year where the money was too good to not sell to a developer. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of things they can do where you can create conservation easements and give these people tax breaks for selling it to a conservation easement. Oh, cool. Without having to get rid of the land. So they get the tax break for it by selling it to someone else. But you have to figure out how to get the money for them to do it. And we're, we have a housing crisis right now. And it's, I don't know that the – yes, we need more housing. But the problem is you, you sell your, your land to these developers. They build unaffordable housing. Yeah, they're building, especially up in Summit County, you're building million-dollar developments. Rich people then buy those up and become landlords themselves for too much money each month. That does not solve a problem. That exacerbates a problem. Some, and some of the counties actually done a really good job as, as a county trying to solve a lot of those issues over the last few years because they have a big problem with it when they build, get housing out there because they're in the hospitality world right. up there. And so they need to have housing that people cl- somewhat close to people that are working up there can afford. True. Yeah, that's So good it's point. not all commuting in to be the workers. So what they do is they do kind of like rent control. So there's the rent control world like New York and big cities where they say, okay, you can't raise rent more than this every year, right? Yeah, right. And they do that in the housing market. So what they do is they, they deed restrict homes. So I, I read the Ivory development up there a couple, few years ago when Ivory built their big development just outside of Park City. Right. Yeah, I know where that is. A certain percentage of those houses had to be deed restricted so they can't appreciate more than a certain percentage every year. So you cannot sell that house for more than a certain percentage more than you paid for it each year. Okay. To keep developers coming in and buying houses up and selling them for 30% more three years later. And maybe it's 2%, 3% each year that you can make on the house. So, and that doesn't handcuff both sides. What it, it does is it, it basically gets developers not to buy it. Yeah. So developers they aren't going to buy those kind else. of houses. And the people are going to buy those houses are the people who are actually going to live there. And, and can and need a place to live there that's affordable, mm-hmm. that's within their means. And there are a lot of places that do, can do destructions where it's based on the person who owns it has to live in it oh wow okay yeah Yeah. so that would be another way you can solve that issue but it's a big problem in salt lake especially that it just get bigger and bigger it's going to get really interesting out here by sandy over the next few years because you're talking about the prison that prison's going away in the next year or two and it's going to be developed heavily we're talking thirty thousand more people in this area wow so they're just going to raise all those buildings. You're probably and talking build houses. high-rise apartment complexes, things like that. Oh, not 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 a housing community. I think you're going to see high-rise apartments. We are turning into a big metropolis. Then that's right on the freeway. You're going to have these a big lot giant bigger, bigger growth rates than any other state. So, yeah. How do you feel about that? 
Like, it, on one hand, Dude, it's okay. The crazy okay. thing, it's bigger growth rates than the other state, but it's still down for Utah. Like, it used to be there was, like, three or four kids per able woman, I think is the way it's put out there. Now that's, it's like that's two the po- wording. I, guess like two point, I think it's, like, 2.3 now in Utah. <laughs> wow. Well, that uh, 2.1 or something. We're not even at the replacement rate. Well, a pandemic and a general conservative nature of a state will do that. Yeah. Especially when you start losing jobs and stuff. You, it's not time to be having another kid. No, not so. usually not. And more and more expensive because of health care. Uh, and uh, I think Johnny just said there's never a good time to have another kid. So, uh, right. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, one thing that we've heard from, we've talked about this. We've heard listeners call in about this. I've complained about it. it uh, and I've, the way I've complained is I'm mad at myself that I need this. But the postcards are back. Your registration back. reminder yeah, know, postcards right? are back. It took an act of the state legislature, but we're getting those postcards back. And we did the math. I, I swear we did the math. It's millions. millions. of dollars that is going to be required. And it's worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> they Following the concerns. You know how many people we get showing up on our service drives like, oh, I didn't know that my license plate's two months expired. I didn't get the postcard. <laughs> and that's last December. They announced that it would be the last one check, last postcard. Did you check your email? Oh, no, I don't get. I don't read emails from the state. And well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you signed up with email, and you know what? Where my email? I finally found my email in the spam folder. Of course it is. Who checks their spam folder ever? That's you. You, you scan your inbox and go. Ah, yeah, you get an email from UDOT. Are you really going to look at that one? Right. Well, it's especially if it's in my spam folder. Uh, but uh, you know what doesn't get in my spam folder? Target ads. Somehow that's right in front, right there. I bought one thing 10 years ago they from spent, Target. They spent a lot more money than you got. They really, <laughs> really do. Beating those algorithms. Uh, they, they say, though, even though postcards are back, DMV officials are urging Utahns to still consider signing up for the email service if they can. <laughs> opt out of the postcards. They argued that email notifications include all the important renewable information, that follow-up emails are sent if that person forgets to renew, and drivers don't have to worry about alerting the DMV if they move. And they still mail out driver's license renewals. I got mine last week. You had to renew your driver's license this year? I did. How, how you feel about that? Fine. <laughs> is that, is See, that a controversial thing? It should be. Why is that controversial? Because I think we should have to pass a test every five years you to think keep your you license. You think someone should have to go in and take a driving test every five years yep. to get their license? Yep. When's the last time you went through a roundabout and everyone did it correctly? I'm going to say the fifth of never. <laughs> do you think t- everyone taking a driver's test is going to fix that? I think it's a matter of education. I do. Okay. I think, especially if something like that, yeah. Because everyone, if we had three people right here and asked them, Separately, Every what's the rule at a roundabout? They'd all have three different answers. So you are trying to increase the economy for drivers, teachers, and drivers. I'm, I'm eva- making driving jobs, eva- Jeff Miller. Driving evaluators. Yeah. Every five years, everybody in Utah has to go get a. Not Utah. The world. Every five years, you have to pass a driver's test. All and right. if you don't pass, you don't drive. You are going to be a popular, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for me, 2024, Austin Horton. I don't think you're going to win. No, I don't. <laughs> I hope I don't. This is a bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, there's, there's so, I'm guilty of little things that I need a reminder of. Like, you have to, you know, put I your blinker on I, three seconds before you change The vast majority of problems in the driving in public doesn't have to do with education. It has to do with attention. Fine. Well, whatever, whatever it gets. It has whatever to do it with takes. cell phones and paying attention to other things <laughs> and children yelling at them. And yeah, cell phones. Maybe we need to get a little more Big Brotherish with 
with our cell phones. I still can't believe there's no hands-free law in the state of Utah. That's, well, I can't believe it, and I can believe it, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's no hands-free law in the state of Utah, and you think they're going to get that people to take a driving test every five no, years. No, I don't think they will. I think they should. <laughs> there's there's, there's no state inspection there's law. There's no state inspection law anymore in the state of Utah. You think we're going to get people to go in for a driving test? There's still people out there. can't even get there. any people to go in and check their brakes. Well, there's still people out there <laughs> listening to us right now that think making them wear a mask is making them uh, less than a, a free citizen in a sovereign nation. And you want to <laughs> make them take a driving test. I absolutely do. Man. If we had 10 people right here taking the driver's test, how Five. many would pass? Five. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's three. Under, over under three and a half. Well, you're, t- well, you're 10 people here are my highly trained sales staff. <laughs> I random people. Not <laughs> so I would say at least nine to if five employees, would yeah, pass. Yeah. 11 out of 10 if they're your employees. Yes, random course. public? Yeah, I'd give you maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and that's a problem, I think. But Of, of the people me. at this table, how many would pass? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Remember we used to do uh, driving test questions? Oh yeah, did yeah. we do a sp- we did a thing on that one show where we did everyone called in and you had to ask, you had, you had to, to answer a driving test question and half of them missed <laughs> half. I remember one got it right out of the eleven that called. Yeah, uh, are you were you ever matchbox car guy? Matchbox did you ever cars. like a little uh, toy cars? Toy cars, yeah. Well, like uh, Hot Wheels and stuff. Yeah, Hot Wheels, but yeah. Matchbox were. They were real no, miniature, little, like always, micro machines. I always had a huge Hot Wheels collection, like, okay. all, like the little racing sets would shoot them through loops and stuff. Yeah. Matchbox is just like another brand. Okay. Uh, and uh, they have uh, Matchbox is going fully green by 2030, meaning this. All their toys, all the cars. Fully biodegradable and recyclable? Will be made of recycled materials, and right. packaging will no longer have plastic involved. Wow. Pretty cool, right? That's really cool. And, and uh, you know, it's funny to think, well, what's a toy car got to do with emissions? A lot, actually. When you think of all, all the, the plastics melting. And plastics and, yeah, and yeah. It's all metal and plastic. That's all it is. Yeah. Polyurethane. And, <laughs> the, and back in the day, this is true, back in the day, it was they were painted with lead paint. That's nice. Yeah, so they've changed no, that. Because no kids put those cars in their mouths. <laughs> they have changed that. But, yeah, by 2030. They sucked all the lead paint right off of them, probably. <laughs> probably uh, explains all the people who don't know how to drive these days. <laughs> that's why Uncle Billy glows in the dark, actually. All that paint he, he ate off his Matchbox cars. But by 2030, they'll be emission-free. No, uh, no, all recycled materials. There's, there needs to be more stuff made out of recycled material. Oh, for sure. There's almost everything we use daily could be a, ma- a recyclable material yeah, produced. Subaru had a prog- has a program that we do some stuff here, and we try and get as many boxes as we can. It's called TerraCycle, and they take little things we have, so air filters out of our cars and oil filters, and they take them and they build them into a recycled thing. We get benches out of them. And oh, yeah, park benches. Yeah, and park benches and stuff. stuff. But it's, the problem right now is, is the process for it is so expensive. To make those things? Yeah. Yeah, it's just I not worth would it. imagine. Like, yeah. The amount of recycling too. They did a program a long time ago where they took all of our old banners. So Super doesn't do that as much anymore. We, they used to send us every sales event. There would be a big banner. They would send us in the mail, and we'd put it up for 30 days and then throw it away. Oh. Made a lot of sense. So now then eventually one, part of the Subaru Loves Earth program, they came back and they s- had a package when they sent it to us that you'd send it back. Oh, and it got and repurposed. They, they'd repurpose it into little, like, handbags, keychains, 
and they were with the logo of the, the sales event. Yeah, cool. And they're really cool little little handbags you got. And I uh, I grew up with recycling a kid. bands, gr- grocery bags, things like that. Right. I I grew up a kid with a kid whose dad worked at uh, uh, Regan Advertising, the billboard company. Yeah, Regan. Regan, yeah. And the, uh, his shed, the roof of his carport was an old billboard. It was all billboards. Uh, the he had a tent. That was made out of old that was back when material. the billboards were actual billboards and, and now, big old yeah, vinyl. Now they're just signs like yeah, now yeah. they're just basically digital. Signs. Yeah, yeah. Or they're either digitals or they're just full signs, and they do. Exactly, they, they used yeah. to be like they, it was like kind of like wallpaper. Exactly. They used yeah. to wallpaper them. Now yeah. it's just like a poster across. Yeah, and I thought that was really. I always thought that was really cool that they weren't just tossing those things in a landfill someplace. They were using <laughs> them. Hey, let's get Pete uh, up on here, John. He hasn't been on the show mind. for a while. This is a, an OG of Utah Car Sense, <laughs> Pete Philbrook. When's the last time we had you uh, on this show? It's got to be, it's two years, probably t- almost three. For, almost since three the years, last yeah, one. Yeah, almost yeah. three years. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. How are you? Tell us what your position is here now at Mark. I, uh, I'm back uh, as a sales manager here at cool. Southtown. So, awesome. You know, bit of old hat and things are good and good to be home we were talking jeff was he's talking. the man on the ground he's going to come tell us the, the real info what's going on exactly okay i well, get yeah. the big pictures well, the GM. <laughs> like he's, okay he's so in, he's in the trenches so you're michael scott and he's jim uh from the office your big yeah. picture he's day-to-day yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> what is going on what we or were talking more david over michael scott <laughs> <laughs> we were talking uh phil earlier about Supply and demand yes. in the car industry. What is the story there? What's going on? Oh, it's it's a little bit of insanity right now. <laughs> um, you know, it's for some of us old timers, it's stuff that we have definitely been through before um, with tsunami a couple a couple years back. But it's uh, it's intense. Obviously, we try to you know keep a positive attitude here at at the store. Um, you know, but we will get one fifth of the of the normal allotment of cars. I w- what I would say, I guess, to listeners is if, if you're looking to buy and especially sell a car, now is the time. Um, we buy as many cars as humanly possible. Uh, myself and, and our used car manager, Neil, we must bid on, I think Monday we probably bid a total of 25 or 30 cars and maybe wow. got four of them. Wow. Um, so huh. if our listeners are, lo- are thinking of selling their cars, call me, email, text me. Uh, my cell phone number is readily available. Uh, we are looking to purchase cars to to kind of you know supplement our inventory that we have for pre-owned, and it doesn't matter. You know, I, I purchased a Prius yesterday, right? Some people don't think, oh, you're a Subaru store. I love them. Um, anything I would say under a hundred thousand miles, we are looking to purchase. Uh, maybe not giant diesel trucks, but anything in there, it's it's go time. Jeff. Yeah. So if it's not Subaru, it doesn't mean no, doesn't matter. We, buy, won't be we buy anything. Yeah. Yep. If it moves and is in uh, somewhat exactly. good condition, we'll take it. It can be purfaced. <laughs> <laughs> but there's someone looking for it. Moves We've and seen, a uh, car. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. I'd rather not do let's, motorcycles let's and do stuff. No, let's do yeah. uh, no, no wheelbarrows. Go, the, yeah. the Glenn Crinky, our old GM at our superstore back at the way old location, he used to do a trade in anything sale. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and literally cattle. cattle. Yep. We would literally what have would you do trailers of cattle. No, he'd take, he, he knew what to do with it. He'd take it to the slaughterhouses and he'd yep. have it slaughtered. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, guns. No, we guns. guns. He would take guns and yep. take them to the slaughterhouse and, and they would use <laughs> it on the cow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah they Two would trade la- lawnmowers. Yep. <laughs> oh, we got all sorts because there was a pawn shop across the street from the old Midtown uh-huh. store. And so they literally, like a lot of stuff, they would just have the guy from across the street come over and bid it. <laughs> oh, the stories, I'm sure that that. Oh, oh we could have some stories. Crazy stuff in. It was crazy. Let's do that again. Let's start that right now. Let's not. Oh, let's oh, okay. not. <laughs> okay. not the time. Not the time. Yeah, so we've uh, just seen values go crazy, you know, especially on, on Subarus. We're bidding cars that we bid, let's call it, um, eight weeks ago. 
um, for an ordered car that have increased in value from 500 to fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand that's not telling us telling wow. appraisals that we did a year ago that are coming yep. back coming back in today that it's like oh it's worth a thousand more than we gave you a year ago and customers are kind of shocked they're like wait what it's just <laughs> really? the big picture of things if there is it's simple supply and demand there are not enough cars to fulfill the demand that 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 our guests want I mean, just drive around just drive around this auto mall yep. I mean, look across so you look across the street at the holding lot for the chrysler store yeah that a year ago was literally filled every parking spot mm. there's not a car in it it's it's unbelievable. It, it, it's kind of crazy that the housing and the car industry right now is in a very similar world. Correct. Absolutely. There's there's only so many things available, and then you talk about budgets and pricing, and the demand sometimes gets people out of knocks you out of the housing that you were hoping to get. Exactly. And exactly. it's somewhat similar in the car world, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we uh, you know we discussed it this morning at length in our sales meeting of just preparing some of our, our product specialists that haven't been through this before is you, people are going to be accustomed to now ordering a car that's incoming, something that's yeah. very common in Europe, for instance. You know, we may have one ascent to show you. We may not. And then you'll order your car, and, and uh, Subaru's suggesting a 10- or 12-week uh, lead time that they released this morning. So we'll get through it. Everything will be fine. You'll get the same, you know, amazing experience that we promise everyone, but we, we just may have, have to wait. We might yeah. have to put out that word that most people in this country don't like. It's called patience. Taxes. Patience. Oh, yeah. Oh, tax. <laughs> no immediate no, gratification. <laughs> We're not going to those. <laughs> those don't go away. You may have patience. to hold on for a minute. Patience, yeah. everyone. Yes. We're Our just going to be a little uh, bit more patient. Immediate gratification in the United States states we're going to have to be patient and if you do want that media gratification we we do still have cars on the ground Absolutely. so yep. you're just gonna have you might have to be a little more flexible you might, not get the, you might not get the exact color car you want you might get the exact options you want the crazy thing is a lot of the manufacturers these days are trying to do a bunch of crazy stuff to try and make cars faster so like there's a there was a story out there about i think it was dodge trucks that they are stopping putting navigation in them yep okay and they're start, stopping putting electric review mirrors on them well, doesn't Toyota only because give you every one key? yeah Toyota it's, on some of their trucks yep. it's one key yep. and they'll get you'll get your second key within twelve months <laughs> yeah. and they're doing everything Just they to can to try and get faster. cars into people's hands and get cars built because there's a limited supply of some of these microchips that's slowing down the cars. We would be in trouble at my house if the the car came with one key, <laughs> the one key thing. And you never lose both keys. I would have it sewn to my thigh or something there you so go. that it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't uh, yep. wander away. And don't ever lose two keys. No, <laughs> you may as well. No, that is a bad, bad thing. If get get used to walking. Uh, it is an expensive, expensive venture if you lose both keys. Well, uh, you guys just touched on what I was going to bring up. I look out here; there are cars on yeah, the lot. Yeah, we have cars. Uh-huh. So people people don't have to hear us saying this and think, "Oh, well, I'm in dire need of a vehicle, and I'm not too picky. I got to wait." Yeah, no, think, you can come yeah, down and drive one. We've got seventy or seventy or eighty used cars, and probably fifty or sixty new right now yep. on the ground. So and we've got cars. We've got of, cars of to sell for variety. Sure. So where, yeah. this, where we're really going to start seeing this is June. Okay. Yep. Right now, right now we're in good shape. That's what Pete's trying to say. If you want to buy a car, right now is the time. Because come June, July, you're probably ordering. And, and is that – so I know that the factories were shut down last year. We're back up and running, though, aren't uh, we now? April, Just barely. April, May is when they really shut down everything. Yep. Now they're starting to come back. Chip production is starting to increase again now. So, But it's – there's a lag. I mean, there's a two-month lag on all this stuff. Yeah, I, there's a, this uh, story out of Kentucky about the uh, racetrack. What is this uh, racetrack out there? The, the big uh, Kentucky Speedway is just filled. The infield, the track, mm-hmm. the parking lot filled with Ford's, Ford trucks. Yeah. Yep. Because, and they're all ready to go except for one problem. 
their computers don't have a microchip. Yep. Yep. And and the, they're, they're building the cars short of certain some parts. Yes. So a lot of waiting. these places are still building all these cars, and they're just waiting for certain parts, and they'll bring the car back in to put that one part in. And, and some, a lot of these have been sold. They're, yeah. they're, they they're ordered. People mm-hmm. have put money down on them yeah, and are the just waiting. The greatest connection of this one was back in 2011 when there was the earthquakes in Japan. Tsunami. Fuk- yep. oh, the tsunami. tsunami yeah. yeah, the earthquake caused tsunami. And so it was Fukushima and the chip plant. It was like 90, 95% of the global production of the, of the microchip that goes in airbags. Oh, God. was oh. in one plant in Japan. Oh. Yep. Now they wow. fix a lot of that problem. And this is probably going to lead to a lot of hopefully leading to some microchip issues where I know there are some big microchip factories being built in Arizona right now. Correct. They're, yeah. they're trying to spread that supply chain out a little bit so we don't have these issues again. But when we had that issue, it was they could build every part of the car. Everything was built, but you, you couldn't put an airbag in it. Oh, yep. God. So you couldn't build a car in the United States because you cannot sell a car legally in the United States without an airbag. So it could literally shut down production. Wow. Yeah, we got down. I remember back in those years, we got down to, I want to say, wasn't it like 16 cars I had, Jeff? New cars? Yeah, 16. Parked six. sideways out there. 16 oh, new wow. cars. The only time it was worse than that was after Cash for Clunkers. Yep. After Cash for <laughs> Clunkers at Midtown, we literally had six cars on the ground. This yeah, is and their six cars were all WRXs and STIs because you, they didn't <laughs> you qualify for cash for clunkers. <laughs> Every other Subaru qualified. Oh, no, the six-cylinder Outbacks didn't qualify either. Those yeah. were the only cars that didn't qualify. Pete, before we let you get back to <laughs> yeah. work, uh, the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good. Mm-hmm. You've been here for most of, if not all of that. Yeah. What yeah, are your feelings about this event? I think it's, it's true to, to who we are, right? When you have some of our longtime um, clients that come in and they they see us do this it's normal for them right but for outside and new customers this is who we are right when we're giving back in excess of three million dollars over the last several years that literally and and this is very blunt that could be profit that could be profit for jeff it could be profit you know for myself for for product specialists that just shows the commitment to giving back to the community and to doing the right thing and i think that word may be a little overused sometimes but it is the right thing to do you know, all of these, um, all of these charities that we support—they need help, especially right now, right? With this right. whole COVID thing that went down. I was reading an article, and I'm not going to repeat percentages because I don't remember them. But some of their funding has been like drastically sure. cut. Yeah. You know, if you're talking 50% of what they normally yeah, talk about the number in. of nonprofits that have shut down in the exactly. last year oh, and a half. Sad. It's yeah. very sad. Really important nonprofits in this community that are gone now. So come in and get a newer used car at both locations through the month of May and spend Jeff's money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm spend Jeff's money Gladly. on one of these seven <laughs> charities. Gladly. Exactly. And, and I may not be able to afford to carve out of my paycheck to exactly. s- to donate, but I need a car. Hundred percent. And I c- so I come down and spend Jeff's money on these exactly charities. Exactly right. Yeah. And and <laughs> all of our you know charitable partners. We've had great, long-lasting relationships. And then, of course, we have brand-new ones um, that our marketing team, you know, obviously thoroughly vets. But we have these close relationships where they're part of our family, right? Fit to Recover, for instance, is a partner who started with us last year. They were here last week. They talk with some of us that are uh, in, re- in recovery, for instance, or people struggling. It's a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal place. But yeah. every year we, we, uh, we add some new ones, like Westminster, um, Discovery Gateway, we've had a long one with. But... Um, it's just a phenomenal cause, and it's it's a way to give back through a purchase, which is kind of unheard of until recent years. You still rocking in the church band? No. No, oh, you're not? I'm you not. gave that up? Uh, we're more of a TV thing these days. So. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I gave up, the, uh, I gave up the, the switchboard, or whatever you call it, the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back Absolutely. on the show. Absolutely, great to be back. Good it's to see you. And come see Pete down here at the Southtown store. Uh, you know you can trust these guys, and you'll take care of them. What I love about you guys is if I want to 
buy a Lamborghini, you'll yep. look me in the eye and say, you cannot do a Lamborghini, Correct. sir. You yep. can if you want, but I would highly advise you not to do that. And our whole it's not very practical. And not that you have Lamborghinis on the ground. That process. You don't. Yeah. Do not <laughs> We're the Subaru Lamborghini. We're low in our Lamborghini <laughs> supply so today. Like, I might get a call from Jeff if we, you know, spend three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars on a car. Different car. philosophies of yep, company there. I don't, yeah. But I think what you're getting at is exactly right. Our process has always been one of, of obviously transparent, right? But um, consultative and educational approach. So if you can't afford a car, we're going to tell you. If you're trying to finance a car for ninety-six, one hundred and twenty months, we're going to tell you no. We even eighty-four months, which can be fairly common, we prefer not. We don't give out those those type of payment structures unless you ask no, for it. We rarely go past 72 months. It's, it's yeah. just not something we're into. It's We want you to be in the best possible position for for your automotive situation down the road. Not just today, not just because we need to sell a car. We want to see you back like you know a lot of our customers in two, three, four years over and over and over again. And their kids and their neighbors. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, Pete, good to have you on. Great good to be on. You. Thanks, guys. He's Pete Philbrook, so, uh, sales manager here at the Southtown location. Jeff Miller's here. I'm Austin Horton. We're live at the Southtown location. We'll talk more about the Do Good, Feel Good event. $75 donated to one of the seven charities of your choosing here for every new and used car purchase, both here at the Southtown and Midtown locations. There's Fit to Recover coming in right now. So excited to talk to them in a little bit. All right, it's the Utah Car Sense. We'll be back on the other side.